That's not good for my speech impediment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just warming up the, the vocal cords. I actually watched that on, uh, I think it was John, no, Graham Norton. And that's how a lot of actors really? and singers warm up now with Benedict Cumberbatch because it's really good for you. I used to do. Atta chipper, otter chipper, otter chipper, atta chipper. Atta chipper, otter chipper, otter chipper, itty chipper. Atta chipper, otter chipper. Try it. Atta chipper. Atta chipper, otter chipper, atta chipper, otter chipper, atta. It's not bad. It's not bad. Vocal training. Not just, you know. If you've got a big presentation this week, obviously we're all about office wellness, so big pitch. Um, do <laughs> some of those vocal cords absolutely so welcome back to what are we are episode 5 the big half de- decath is that the thing <laughs> yeah, the big 5 the big we're, 5 it's 5 we're still here driveling on um, for those of you who don't know us Bob do you want to introduce us this week sure why not so uh, full, na- full name What's full, your full name? name my name's um, Robert Thomas Turner Smith and this is Mark Edward Ryland Bryant Ryland yeah <laughs> Named after the, I think he's the X Factor singer. No, sixties or seventies, Ry Cooder, oh. uh, very good guitarist. My very dad good. is a big fan. So we run um, Mobfit. Who are Mobfit? I hear you <laughs> ask. We are a health and wellness consultancy company Ooh, yeah. um, working with businesses uh, at the moment in London with their wellness programs, activities. We do. Fitness classes, talks, um, and kind of a lot of one-on-one stuff as well. Um, if you want to find out more, yeah, go to our website mobfit.uk or follow us on social media at mobfit.uk. Speaking <laughs> of social website media. and social media and things like that, something bloody mental has happened. Oh, it's crazy. scandal! It's a Freaking scandal. So, we were just browsing on our Facebook page, um, searching Mobfit. Actually, it was our um, designer, uh, Stephen, who was doing it. And he was like, hey, do you know? (laughs) He was like, do you know that there's another page that's using your logo? And it turns out someone's just nicked our logo, some American gym, just nicked our logo and just started using it. And we were looking through their social media. They've even printed it on their water bottles. Why we didn't think of that, I don't know. Yeah, but we, we probably a good idea. We yeah, they look brilliant. They look great. So we might buy some just to save uh, save the house <laughs> thing ourselves. Um, so we will be uh, putting the lawyers on their ass. So if we any small claims lawyers, yeah, uh, get in touch. Mob yeah. at mobfit.uk. Uh, we want to hear the best form of legal action. We want if they like ideally like if they get physical in their enforcement. That's kind of what we're looking for. <laughs> ideally. 
Um, so the week, Danny Dyer, if you're free, Danny, yeah. I'd love oh, to hear from you. Bring along your dangerous. So man. the week, been a good, another good week. Well then, so Marcus, 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 Marcus. <laughs> so I'll give you the background. Um, Mark was going to uh, compete in a CrossFit competition called the Rain Hill Trials. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, and uh, a couple of his team members couldn't make it. Um, so he was a bit gutted because he was looking forward to a competition. And I saw pop up um, on Gymbox's uh, Instagram that they were holding trials for a fitness competition called the Turf Games. And they were putting a team together. So I was like, yo, Marky, you need to get on this trial. You went along a couple of days later, nailed it, got in the team. And well, how did you do on uh, Saturday? How do you do? Tell them. Why don't you tell everyone? Come on. We won, guys. We you won. won. Um, Yay. So just to describe, Turf Games, I would describe as something, uh, a mix between strongman training and CrossFit, but without, like, fitness. yeah, functional fitness, without, like, the technical aspects of, of CrossFit. We, there's three competitions, uh, a men's teams, one, women's, and then mixed. We entered the mixed, so two girls, three guys, uh, and some of the bigger gyms across London set different workouts it was all outside at Roslyn Park Rugby Club it was awesome so you're basically an outdoor gym three different workouts in the group stages then a semi-final uh, and a final and yeah we got all the way through to the final and we were behind for quite a long yeah. lot, long period Bob was there taking all the photos yeah it was quite weird because I was I was I was there just following Mark around taking pictures of him without his top on uh, <laughs> with a big old camera and everyone was just like who is that guy that's clearly obsessed yeah, so that was nice. I am impressed, um, so. And then, yeah, we managed to call it back in the final. And The final won. was, so they used a rugby pitch and they had the whole length of the rugby pitch. So there was loads of like running between different things that they had to do, like rowing machines and stuff with barbells and carrying stuff. And it was actually, it was really, really exciting. And Mark just, just gassed it. It was so, so fast. So well done, mate. Thanks, mate. Well, well, mate. Shout out to my team. Come here, you. Oh, we're embracing. Oh, we're embracing. Oh. In case they're listening, I doubt they are, but my team were absolutely awesome. Aaron was our captain. Uh, then we had the two girls, Kendall and Ellie, who were both just... I think that was kind of the difference for us. We had two very strong girls. There was a lot of like overhead movements and stuff. And the other teams, kind of... Some of the girls struggled with those, whereas our girls just absolutely smashed through it. And then we had um, the Cypriot god, Phidias, yeah. who just was a monster and... Um, yeah, really Mark good team. told me Mark told me that his name was Phileas, named <laughs> after Phileas Fogg. And so I was I was shouting the whole day. I was like, come on, Phileas, come on. He just thought that's no wonder he was giving me weird looks. He was anyway. too focused. Anyway, so that was good Saturday and then So yeah, another win for Mobfit. Well, Jim Box, but another member of Mobfit's. We're actually thinking next year, because it was such a good day, there's so much stuff going on that we were thinking about maybe putting in some mob fit um, sort of client teams as well as yeah. um, ourselves So we're well. thinking about maybe holding trials amongst our clients and the top clients get involved. It would be fun. It would be fun. So that was really, really good. What else have we done? This uh, week we had um, kind of a new one for us. So we do a lot oh, yeah. of talks, but they tend to be um, extended form and involve a lot of me blabbing on and then Rob kind of just interjecting and being like, okay, let's move on now. Um, but actually they're quite good this week we did a much shortened version we did what we call like kind of a, a power talk we went into a company um, that we kind of wanted some ideas of how to energise their staff throughout the day as well as help them to de-stress so um, do you yeah. want to talk about what we did? we did loads of um, different stretches they could do at their desks like they, they are quite an active office but sometimes they've got big workloads and they just can't get away from their desk so some active stretches to sort of lengthen the spine and re-energise or 
even if they're a bit stressed, we did some simple mindfulness techniques, um, which we learned from Johnny Say What. Johnny Say What. Yeah, who was a mindfulness instructor that we that we went to see. Uh, it was really really good. Um, it seemed to have a good response, and we're already having some photos sent to us of them all trying out these stretches in the office. Um, yeah, it was a really good, good one yesterday. They make they do look a little bit like Stephen Hawking, all of them when they do the neck stretch. Yeah. Is that bad? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, I haven't just thought about this. Oh, God. Rob's on holiday next week, so I'm not sure what we're going to do about the podcast. Well, we'll have to dial we'll in. Have to we'll try oh, we could try the dial in thing. Try the dial in thing. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll just, just do it by myself and then we'll get the record reviews. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'll just be sat on my arse all week anyway. I won't, I won't go to any of the classes. I'll no, just no. say that I've done them. Um, <laughs> but not. Um, okay, so we've had loads of questions. Oh, yes. We've had loads and loads of it. questions. Right, you're not allowed to look at these. Right. I've, I've put all these together from various people. Okay, first question. Who's it from? Ben Jones. Who's Ben Jones? Do we know Ben Jones? He he got in contact on Instagram. Lovely. Um, his uh, yeah, it says he's Welsh. So um, he says, oh. "Wait, how do you do a Welsh accent?" Ani- I like there animals over the mountains. Oh, animals is that animals? Good? Animals over the I can't do. It. Oh, Welsh is the hardest one. Anyway, he says, "How can I get rid of my moobs?" So by moobs he means man boobs. Um, yeah, so this is this is a interesting one. A lot of men um, throughout their lives will encounter this at some stage. Um, well, sometimes it can be due to being a bit overweight. Sometimes it can be due to sort of hormonal. Why are you doing that? So I was just flossing. Flossing? Why dancing? Well, big oh, night tonight. Might be getting my hips up. Oh, Who knows? Okay, okay. Back, Sorry. Back to the moves. Back to Ben. Um, so what's, the, what's the technical term for moves? Gyno is the the abbreviated version of. Gynecomastia. Well done, mate. Thank you. Good. Thanks. So, thanks, Google. Um, <laughs> so, so um, a few things. Um, it can be due to being a bit overweight and literally just a build-up of fat on the chest. Um, that can often be coupled with the fact that your hormones are a little bit out of balance. So, if you're if you have a little bit too, if you're a bit too estrogen dominant, um, it can lead to sort of. Um, it's not in any way sort of dangerous for men, but it can just have a, bit, a little bit of a build-up of sort of fatty tissue um, around the chest. Um, the two simplest ones to start with uh, are losing some weight, exercise, um, obviously doing things like push-ups and things are going to um, build muscle around the chest and also raise up the chest um, to stop the sort of the sagging. Um, but also diet, losing some weight, losing some of that fat will really, really help. But then there's more of the hormonal bits. Yeah, just to add to that, so... In both men and women, it's not, there's a common misconception that women just produce estrogen and men just produce testosterone. Actually, we both um, produce both, but in different ratios, and the body likes to keep those in the two ratios. So what happens typically with men that tend to have those, those moves, those fat deposits, um, there's excess testosterone in the system. That can either get converted into another form of testosterone, which will get, tend to get stored as body fat around the abdomen, or it can get converted into estrogen, and then we uh, deposit as under the sort of um, the boob area into the into those moobs. Um, and you can often tell whether that is actually like moob estrogen by touching the area that where it is. So either on the on the breast or on your your hips, and it will actually tend to be a bit colder because what it does, Rob, is um, it gets converted into estrogen, then gets stored as fat, 
and they actually separate themselves from the usual fat in the body, so they get further outside the body, and that's why, that's why there's not much blood flow gets to there. So that's how you can kind of tell if you're yeah, it's actually you moves rather than temp- temperature touch to know that. Though, don't well, if you actually just held it there, like if you do it, you feel that you've got well, we're, cold. We're both touching on nipples, nipples now, just to let you know. Do you like that? Oh, oh. <laughs> can I touch yours? Yeah, go for it. Whoa, okay, move. steady on there. Um, so yeah, things that you could do, as Bob said, um, exercise will help as well, but diet um, will also have an impact. So things like insoluble fiber, um, flax seeds, legumes, certain fibrous vegetables, what they actually do is help mop up the excess estrogen and they bind it and then you can just ex- essentially poo it out. Um, other things like magnesium and calcium, again, are really good at mopping up excess estrogen in the system. So in terms of actual whole food sources, things like your dark leafy greens, um, Milk, other high, what else is high in magnesium? Potatoes. No. Yeah. Is potato, potatoes yeah, high in magnesium? We'll get onto that later. Okay. Um, and then also uh, herbs and spices, things like um, turmeric, the, the curcumin in there. Make sure you add what, Rob? Black pepper. Correct. So um, turmeric can help, again, uh, mop up. Because what you want to kind of essentially do is block that conversion from testosterone into estrogen. And those foods will just help with some of that blocking. So um, turmeric as well as rosemary. Rosemary is really high in um, those compounds that will help block that conversion. So some of those diet things as well as a combination of um, just moving more and and perhaps putting yourself into a little bit of a calorie deficit to to burn a bit more fat um, should hopefully help. should help you out. Well, hopefully that helps a little bit, Ben. And um, yeah, if we're ever in Wales, we'll give you a shout. So, I think next... ostracising with that accent. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, next question is from Victoria Wilson, and she says, "Thank you, Victoria, for messaging in. What exercise can I do slash should I avoid if I'm hypermobile?" Okay, there's a second question which we'll come on to, which is, "What is your biggest motivator to exercise on a hangover?" Okay, well, let's start with the hypermobility. Um, so, depends how sort of hypermobile you are. Um, so, usually what this means is that your your ligaments and your tendons, which are usually, they, they have some give, but they're supposed to be um, sort of holding together your, your muscles and joints, holding them in place. Um, they usually think of them like kind of like a like a coiled spring. They've got some give, but they're still... Boing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, good sound. But they're still pretty strong. Um, if you're hypermobile, sometimes these can be quite sort of loose and stretchy. And actually, when you do things like yoga and you stretch and things like that, you actually end up just stretching them more rather than the muscles because the muscles tend to be actually a little bit tighter. So you can do strengthening exercises, but what is what is really, really important is that you actually work on all your little stabilizing muscles first. So things like your rotator cuff muscles in your shoulder and your hip stabilizers, like your your piriformis um, and the smaller muscles in your glutes, like the gluteus medius and things like that. Sorry, that's just a knowledge bomb going off. Piriformis, that's that's that little... If you dig your fingers deep into your bum cheek, you can find it and it's... Very, near pain, the sciatic, very painful it's near the sciatic nerve and it's what can send pains down your 
leg if you've been sitting for too long. Anyway, um, yeah, what you need to do is be working on all those stabilizing muscles first. You can do things with um, resistance bands and things like that, but also just isometric holds. So working on, say, like um, a push-up plank and just holding yourself in, in place, um, you know, in, in sort of halfway down squat position and just holding a ski sit start with that and you've got to build that up first if you go straight into lifting really heavy weights for big um you know large number of reps you can end up doing a, a lot of damage so hopefully that helps victoria I think that's a good that's just to add one of my favorite ones for kind of strengthening your um rotator cuffs is get a kettlebell relatively light one turn it upside down at its end so it naturally wants to kind of fall either side and then you have to stabilize to keep it upright and then pressing overhead. But don't do the pressing to begin with. Start by just, just stabilizing. stabilizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just hold the kettlebell upside down. Just keep it in place. So then, okay, who have we got next? Okay. <laughs> okay, so oh, the doorbell's going. Um, so next question is from Mikey Robinson. Okay, so Mark, he asks, he's asking, I don't know whether he's asking me this or you this, but he says, <laughs> Wait, I'm going to say Mikey's from Ireland. Okay. Irish accent. Top of the morning to you. Okay. okay. Yeah. Is he Northern Irish or Southern? I don't know. Sh- Is he Irish? So, so, could Mark strangle me with his thighs? <laughs> <laughs> so he's saying, could Mark strangle me with his, with his thighs? I'll immediately say yes. So the simple answer is yes, he could. Um, he'd, he'd wrap them around like a cobra. He'd no, very weak adductors. Really? Yeah, I'm going to say weak adductors. Often we used to get cramp in them in rugby, so... Oh! Mikey, I'm sorry, on this occasion, uh, you might need to look further afield. But what if Mikey has a really weak neck? Uh, oh, then yeah, possibly so. But more probably with my ankles. I could do like an ankle lock around the yeah. neck. That's, no, that's, that's... See, I know I definitely could, because I've got very strong um, adductors. Um, so if you ever need uh, to be... No, let's not go down. <laughs> um, <laughs> next question comes from Ellie Smith. Oh, Ellie, thank you so much for messaging in, love. She says, how many chips makes you strong? <laughs> how many chips? Well, um, how many chips makes you strong? Good question. It's one that we get a lot, isn't it, Mark? Yeah. All that along with the how many um, Oreos shall I eat a day? Yeah, how many Oreos, which is obviously eight. Um, but how many chips makes you strong? Well, I actually found this question quite interesting um, and looked into potatoes a little bit more. So this is why this is why the magnesium thing came up. So first of all, potatoes. Let's look at what's actually in them. Okay, you've got loads of vitamin C. He's flipped your sarky question on his head. Yeah, then we're let's gonna... actually go and talk about let's potatoes. Okay, let's do it. Okay, loads of vitamin C. There's more potassium in a potato than a banana. Very interesting. We're talking about a skin-on potato, it must be said. Good source of B6, which helps with... Strong bones. Strong bones, all sorts of things like that. Immune system. So that will help you getting help you uh, feel a little bit stronger, Ellie, by uh, having a strong, strong bone, strong immune system. And finally, lots of fibre. There is magnesium and antioxidants. So what I would say with potatoes rather than chips, potatoes are giving you lots of things that you definitely need, which will give you a healthy body and lead to potentially some uh, strength gains if you're combining that with training. Um, However, 
the thing about chips is they're cooked. delicious. They oh, are delicious. Sorry. But they're cooked in trans yeah. fats. What's your favourite type of chip? Would you go skinny, fat, double fries? Um, I'd say skin on fries. So the thin ones. Ooh. The thin ones, but with the little skin on the ends of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're good. I had them yesterday. Really nice. Can you get three or four together? So it's kind of like a McDonald's chip, but better. You just get like, as many as your mouth as you can. Yeah, fucking get away in there. But trans fats, um, they're the bad ones, aren't they? They're the bad dudes. So saturated and unsaturated. We, sh- we need sort of both of those in our diet. There's more and more evidence to suggest that actually um, saturated fats aren't the devil they used to be. Um, but trans fats, ones that kind of um, humans have made, aren't, um, aren't particularly great for us. So, I mean, you could oven oven roast your like potatoes, potato wedges. Yeah. Making potato wedges would be good. Sweet potato Just wedges are something a little, best. A little bit of some um, oil on there and a little bit of salt. Some rosemary, great for your gut health as well. Yeah. So depends how you make your make your chips in the end, Ellie. Okay. So make them make them nice. I know that you're a good cook, probably. So uh, yeah, carry on. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, Ed. Oh, for God's sake, Ed. Not oh. Ed again. Fanboy Ed, um, the handsome Viking that we've uh, spoken about uh, before. Um, it's getting a bit too much now, Ed. Um, it's back we, off, bud. We liked it at the start, but you're sending us a lot of questions now. <laughs> and we're obviously, we're going to be polite to you because you're a nice guy and you're very handsome. But you've got to know where the line is. So if you keep peppering us and peppering us, eventually we're going to snap. And the line, in, the line, we're getting there now. Okay. Asking us who's going to win Love Island, for instance, is not that's not a question. any of us, that's especially I... my addiction. So you watch it? Well, this is the thing. Ed and I, Ed and I had a conversation the other day, and he was like um, busy doing something, and he was like, "I'll get back to you after I've watched Love Island." And I was like, "Oh, you don't watch that rubbish, do you?" Yeah. So I decided to check it out, thinking, and I watched it, thinking, "Oh, this is that's rubbish. how much influence you have on him." Ed. Then. <laughs> next thing I know I've watched bloody whole weeks worth of Love Island every night 9 till 10 uh, I mean it's t- dreadful TV but I'm also really addicted to it well I'm glad you yeah, I don't watch it because I'm an adult but um, <laughs> <laughs> okay so what's Ed asking what's okay so he's asking so I usually get about 6 hours of sleep a night is this enough and actually what are the benefits of sleep <laughs> Okay, so you usually get six hours of sleep a night. So you're right. Well, you're on the edge there, aren't you? Really? No, it's not enough. Ed. Oh, okay. There we go. I I'm pass, say, I pass this over. I'm, to not, Mr. I'm sleep. not here to tread uh, lightly or um, be nice. No, it's not enough sleep. Um, there's a lot of new research. It's one that we're really interested in. We talk a lot about um, in our talks, but there's quite a lot of new research has come out to say actually. Um, the minimum amount you need is seven hours, and up to nine is is the best. With eight kind of being optimum some people can kind of say oh well i don't really need much sleep like i can i can get away with it i feel fine but actually some people have that gene but the percentage of people margaret that have thatcher it, said that margaret thatcher and ronald reagan both oh, said yeah. oh sleep when i die they were famously like oh don't really sleep much and then they both died of alzheimer's which is one of the links that lack of all sleep deprivation now has towards those diseases so the amount of people in the population that actually have that Boom. gene that enables them to not sleep very much per night is actually really really small um so i'd definitely say you need a little bit more than that in terms of why sleep's important you got any ideas 
well, it's not like a panel show or something. It's not like a no, but it's good to have some input from you rather than well, yeah, than it's just me. I just thought, I, yeah, I like you, you know, and you go on your right, rant. I'll go on my little rant. Yeah, no, so, well, no well, okay, okay, okay. Benefits well, of sleep. Um, let's well, let's talk about what sleep really is. There's, in terms of what well, there's all the different is, stages, yeah. aren't there? So you've got REM sleep, which is when you sleep, and um, not sleep when you dream, and then you've got um, non-REM sleep. So REM stands for rapid eye movement. Sorry. Non-REM sleep is stages one through to four. One and two are relatively light when you're first getting into sleep, and then three and four very deep sleep. Three and four tend to be where we have a lot of um, restoration for the body. Um, that's when actually human growth hormone gets released. So human growth hormone. Um, There's something with the brain as well, isn't it? Where that, it that it actually forms new connections. connections and stuff. So the brain. yeah, sleep's really important for immense um, learning. Yeah, immense learning and um, memory as well. And then also it's quite um, good for like creativity. So when we get into those deeper sleep, there's a thing called the um, prefrontal cortex, which is kind of like the it controls all the brain. It's like the CEO. That gets switched off, and then the rest of the brain gets to have a little bit of a party, and that's when you do all the dreaming and go wild, um, which is why some of your dreams can be kind of um, a little bit mad. Yeah. In terms of other things, cool things, why it's important, um, there's a study that found that uh, chaps that sleep for only five to six hours a night will have a testosterone profile of someone um, 10 years older than them. So uh, especially if you're looking to have kids anytime soon, it's probably pretty important to get some good sleep. Um, also links to, to diabetes. They did a really cool study in the US actually where um, they followed this group of uh, university age students that were all um, otherwise healthy, didn't have any genetic issues. Uh, and what they did was they sleep deprived them for a week, so they had less than um, six hours sleep for a week. They then tested their bloods, and they all came back as pre-diabetic. So if they carried on in that um, lifestyle, they probably would have uh, developed um, type two diabetes. Um, and they then let them return to their normal sleeping patterns, and they all all their blood work returned to normal. So that's kind of one of the. Um, so you can reverse it, kind of. Yeah, you can reverse it by good quality sleep, and then. Also, for those that are kind of looking to manage their weight, there's quite a lot of research in terms of the effect that sleep can have on your your hunger hormones. So we talked about this in previous podcasts. There's ghrelin, which is responsible for making you feel hungry, and then leptin, which is responsible for making you feel, feel full and satiated after a meal. And when you're sleep-deprived on a regular basis, which is less than sort of six hours sleep, those two hunger hormones can get out of sync. So ghrelin will get upregulated. Ghrelin. Uh, <laughs> ghrelin. Ghrelin. We'll get that's, how would, that's how it would speak. I like it when you don't sleep. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like it. Oh, no. Don't hurt old leptin. 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 <laughs> okay, so. Leptin wants a good night's sleep. No, you can't have one. You can't have one. Good. Um, so ghrelin gets upregulated so that you get more of the ghrelin in your system, making you feel hungrier more often. And then leptin also gets downregulated so you feel less full after meals. And what they actually found was those that um, were sleep de- deprivated, on average, consume, over-consumed on a daily basis by around two to 300 calories, which doesn't sound that much, but on a yearly basis... Yeah, it up, adds up. To around adds up. 70,000 calories, which is around 10 to 15 pounds worth of added weight so if you're someone that's looking to uh, lose weight sleep as well as kind of your nutrition is probably one of the first starting points yeah they points. did that test when they some people sleep deprived and you give them like a uh, 
a table with like loads of different options of food yeah. and there's like the sort of pro- more processed carbohydrate foods um, like I don't know and fatty food like sausage chips. rolls and chips and stuff <laughs> oh yeah and then you have like the salads and the more sleep deprived you were the more likely you would go for it. so it's more about the choices that you make as well isn't it it's kind of things that happen in the body which lead to them making bad choices well like when you're hungry like naturally I'm saying if I have a bad night's sleep I'm like oh I just need something quick and easy yeah so it kind of influences the psychological aspect yeah. as well it's interesting actually now because now we've obviously discussed sleep quite a lot over the last few months now that if, if I've had a bad night's sleep and I have that feeling I can now acknowledge that that is the reason why I want that. Yeah, that's and a good point. You, when you understand then, why yeah. it's happening. And then you can be like, okay, no, that I don't actually want that. That is literally just because I've had a bad night's sleep, I'm craving that. I, I'm, I'm going to go and have that lovely yeah. salad. So then mm. let's just give some practical advice in terms of, so Ed's thought, well, you know what, I should probably get a little bit more sleep, but how do I get, because the quality of sleep is just as important, if not more important than the quantity of sleep. So when we say quality of sleep, it's the amount of, um, stage three and four of REM sleep you're getting, which is the restorative um, type of sleep. So there's a few like little tips that you can... Welcome recommend. to Mark's Top <laughs> Tips for Sleeping. <laughs> um, the first one would be timing. Our bodies have an internal kind of clock, which is called the um, circadian rhythm. It's been with us since kind of we evolved as man. It's uh, very much uh, in sync with daylight hours. So... Um, going to bed at the same time each night and getting up at the same time each day is really important for getting your body into that same rhythm. It likes the routine. Um, and also early in the morning, if you can get some bright sunshine for at least 30 minutes, it helps regulate um, that system. If you can't get uh, any bright sunshine, then um, in a well-lit room would be a, a good alternative. You've got to make sure your room is bloody cold Yeah, as well. Keep that temperature low. So around 17, that's, I think 17 to 18 degrees centigrade is optimum. That's definitely um, a big thing for me is keeping, if it's too hot and just it's not going to happen, you're not going to sleep well. So the you've got to check it. You've actually got to check. I actually have a thermometer now in my house, which I know, but it means I sleep better. So, And the reason for that is, again, a little bit nerdy, um, the brain needs a drop in body temperature in order to be able to get into that good quality sleep um so yeah make sure the room's cold but if you're struggling to get to sleep something like a a nice warm shower not only is that quite relaxing but it also um creates a process what we call vasodilation so when you get out of the shower all the blood rushes to the surface of your skin and that naturally cools you down pop yourself into bed a little read of some book maybe a little smoochy smooch and then uh pop yourself into sleep and then the final one... No, um, no because the smoochy smooch is going to raise your body temperature. Oh, yeah, shit. Sure. Okay, do the smoochy smooch, then have a shower. Then have the shower. Just for hygiene purposes, and then, yeah, and then get to sleep. Okay. And then another one, because the technology, it's kind of um, all around us these days, and it's awesome for loads of stuff, but particularly later at night, um, if you're on your phone late at night, it can actually not only keep your, your brain more active, but also um, the light that you get out of a laptop or a phone inhibits what we call melatonin and melatonin is essentially the the sleep hormone um, which makes us feel sleepy so some of you might be like well i'm on my laptop and and phone late at night and i still manage to get up to sleep but it just might mean you're not getting into those later stages of sleep because the brain's a little bit um too active in order to get to that to that stage i've got the blue light filter on my phone now there's a great um you can get it on you can get if you've got an iphone it's already on there you can just turn on i think it's called night shift if you have an android I have an app called Night Mode or something like that, and it just take it does actually I definitely feel it works. It just takes out all the blue light. It makes your screen look a bit yellow, 
Um, yeah, there's a good one for your laptop everything. as well called Flux F dot L U X. So if you're working on your laptop quite a lot, it will naturally filter out some of that blue light later on. But I mean, that's only if you're really going to be if you have to work on your phone or laptop late at night. Ideally, pop that to one side um, at least an hour before you're going to go to bed. Ditch the uh, the Love Island um, and that hour before bed, just do something new. Listen to some nice music, read a book, meditate, stretch. Something that's just we liken it to. So in all our sessions, we have a kind of a cool down, warm um, cool down for the muscles. That hour before bed should kind of be your cool down for your brain, so it's preparing for for sleep, and then it, 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 you'll get good quality sleep. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, he, he he did actually say in the question as well that he gets to bed about. 11 11 30 and then wakes up about five so it's it's tricky obviously in the summertime because it's not getting dark at the moment till 10 30 or 11 so it does help to have things like blackout blinds and things like that so ed i hope you're happy with that answer because mark gave you so much there yeah he, Jesus, I, I mean be charging for that yeah well 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 any so, more questions um i think that is it my friend okay that is it Excellent. so what have we got coming up well, you're away on holiday next week, so... Oh, yeah. I'm um, going to be down in I'm gonna be down in Cornwall. I'm going to probably be posting some beach workouts. Oh, oh, yeah. So uh, get ready for that. I'll be um, um, enjoying crying. the free time. You'll be crying. crying. Uh, Watching Love Island, crying. Cranking. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then <laughs> next week's relatively um, quite in terms of extracurricular stuff. And then the following week, we're off to Prague, aren't we? Oh, yeah. For business. <laughs> doing business, business in inverted commas <laughs> um, no we actually are we're doing a talk for a big consultancy company which is going to be sweet but we'll tell you more about that once we've done it um, so I wanted to ask you a quick question though. yeah go for it now we're talking about sleep what's the craziest dream that you ever had I had this well because this is the thing, the lot, uh, thing a lot of people forget their dreams I had this crazy dream this week so Rob and I last week spoke about maybe doing this um, trip to Sweden next year, the Norway. Fjords, uh, Norway, doing the kayaking and stuff. I had this crazy dream this week that we were like swimming up this river, up a mountain, and these giant otters were like <laughs> swimming towards us. There was like rapids, and we were just like wading through. It was really fun, uh, just having a great time. But just like these huge like s were, were they bigger otters? Were they like they were, larger like, than massive? Life? Yeah, oh, they were huge. God, that's and then scary. at the end, um, Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones killed. Arya Stark what? and that was like soul destroying for me um, but yeah uh, other well, dreams I've had good. that one obviously about killing you and buying out the business um, oh. but that was just that was just a really you silly little thing wasn't it yeah. you had any amazing crazy dreams or do we not want to open Pandora's box <laughs> there's a lot that I can't talk about <laughs> but there is well there's one actually I used to have when I was uh, much younger this is kind of weird, actually. This is getting a little bit deep now. Yeah. Welcome to Rob's well, mind. <laughs> Come inside as we explore the musings of a crazed man. <laughs> so, well, well, yes. <laughs> so I used to have this dream, but it was a nightmare, really. It doesn't sound like it, but it, it, trust me, it was. So to start off, it was just a white room, okay? Everything was white, more like a white space, and uh, suddenly what would happen is there'd be this little squiggly, colourful line that would start to, like a little colourful worm that would start to sort of swim across the space. And then like another little colourful worm of a different colour would start wiggling around. And then suddenly all these different colourful worms 
were just making like a massive colourful bomb of colour. And then suddenly I would hear and the worms would part and this face would slowly come towards me and just look at me. It was sort of a middle-aged man's face. And I would wake up screaming and sweating. And um, to this, I, I can still see the face. And I know I'll probably see that face at some point in my life. And I don't know how I'll react. What do you think those dreams mean? Often people, like, that dreams like that I've heard, it's like you need to get some new clothes or, like, change your underwear. <laughs> but some of the other ones mean, like, you're nervous or anxious about stuff. Well, the classic one is if, you, if your teeth fall out, which I've had a lot of before, that can be due, due to um, vanity. So if you're oh. feeling a little bit insecure fits. or something like that. Fits. Fits. Well, fits. Fits your profile. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so um, it's quite interesting dreams, aren't they? Yeah. Maybe we could talk about a bit more dreams about next week. Maybe we can. Okay. Maybe, actually, no, I'll tell you what. We could keep dream diaries this week and talk about the weirdest dream that we had next week. Or maybe that's just such yeah. bad content. Everyone's going to yeah, be like, maybe. that's so weird. No one sent in any drawings of aliens. No, we want to hit... Yeah, no, no aliens. And also... Um, I can't remember what I was going to say then. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, good. We want to get your questions again, mob at mobfit.uk. There's a lot of people just like texting us or sending them on Instagram. Send them through the email. There's a system. There is also, a system. Also, shout out to our mums. No questions this week. Thank Top work. You. We took Thank the well Christmas on board. Um, <laughs> may get unblocked soon. Good um, well, else? I mean, if, you, if, you're off, if you're on your way to work, um, you're listening to this on the bus or the tube, then um, hope you have a fantastic day. You know, yeah. really have a great day. And also give us a review, five stars. Give us a motherfucking review. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. we need some more five stars, and we also need a couple of actual uh, reviews, don't we? Yeah, please, just someone just write something nice. Um, want somebody to think of the kids? <laughs> what cool. Somebody think of Mobfit. So we're going to go and um, start this legal case against this American gym <laughs> and uh, get our get our lawyers on their ass. So uh, over and out. I hope you all um, yeah have a great week. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs>